Welcome to Keeping Score. I'm Rick Haro. Each week we bring you insights from the playmakers, dealmakers, and rule makers in the world of sports. I'll give you my take on some of the items of the week using my 30 years of experience doing deals for teams, leagues, and players in the $750 billion business of sports. Plus, we'll talk with a central figure in the sports world. The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the views of Reuters. Let's get started. Sports Professor Rick Harrow, and we are keeping score. It is a big week in sports around the globe. Hockey and basketball not too far away. The international soccer leagues move toward their respective climaxes. Uh, American football continues to move forward, as does baseball. Golf major is over, but the FedEx Cup is not. Formula One, NASCAR, IndyCar all moving forward as well. It is a big time, and let's talk about our deals Three to one. First, three. American baseball, yeah, but this is more charity. Joe Madden's Try Not to Suck, get that, Celebrity Golf Tournament returns for the fourth year. The event, August 19 at Bryn Mawr Country Club in Lincolnwood, Illinois. The event uh, benefits Joe and Jay Madden's Respect 90 Foundation, Chicago, Tampa, Hazleton, Pennsylvania, Mesa, Arizona, and Southern California. It provides children and families opportunities to develop championship attitudes through sports. Total proceeds, including this year, approaching a million dollars. Jerry Lasky, one of the people that inspired this event should be very proud. The field includes dozens of former Cub players, front office staff, local and national celebrities, and I'm certainly proud to continue to participate in this event. Since I'm a lifetime Cub fan, nobody will take away 2016. And on Sunday, the longtime Chicago skipper reassured Cub fans his level of optimism about returning to the Cubs very high as he enters his final seven weeks of his current five-year deal. Look for him to continue. The Cubs certainly have become a legacy, and a lot of it under his watch. That's number three. Number two, FIFA President Gianni Infantino has said soccer's global governing body will exceed its promise to double the prize money for the 2023 Women's World Cup to $60 million. The 2023 tournament uh, marking a successive second Women's World Cup where the financial rewards have doubled, but with the size of the tournament going from 24 to 32, the rewards would not have been as significant. We have until 2023 to discuss about prize money, he said. I'm very confident, and I'm sure we can go higher than doubling. And despite his commitment, FIFA has continued to face criticism for the disparity in pay between the women's and men's World Cups. The latter's prize money way ahead of $440 million for the 2022 competition in Qatar. Exactly about how much the prize money for the 2023 Women's World Cup will surpass $60 million, not been reported, but the success of France 2019 prompting FIFA to push through an expansion of the competition. Infantino acknowledged this year's tournament really marked a before and an after after for women's football. We should totally agree, and that's number two. Number one, a highlight for soccer in the United States, specifically its biggest international city, Washington, D.C., a suburb, Leesburg, Virginia, Loudoun United, a sellout crowd of only 5,000, but that's not the story. The team tied the Charlotte Independence at Segra Field, the new naming from a high-tech company, but the folks who were involved included Jason Levian, the general owner of the team, Loudoun United Chief Operator. 
Operations Officer Adam Benke, the Economic Development Executive Director Buddy Reiser, and others. Real estate firm JLL secured the deal to manage the venue, its fourth in the D.C. region. The stadium joined next year by a new training facility shared by Loudoun United and D.C. United with the $15 million development set to be completed next summer. This is not, number one, because it promotes soccer in suburban Washington. It's number one because it proves that soccer is developing facilities as well at all grassroots level in the U.S. There are nearly 40 teams in the United Soccer League, and the bottom line is soccer continuing to grow on the way to Qatar in the World Cup, and then four years after, North America, Canada, Mexico, U.S. sharing the World Cup stage. That is number one. Well, a tie-in to our deal-making minutes include the talk about soccer in the U.S. and specifically what just happened this last week. $240 million value, according to Forbes, 8% increase since 2007 of the MLS, 24 clubs up to 30, the largest top-flight soccer league in the world shortly after this, seven additional new stadiums at $3 billion, 20 currently, four years left on a TV deal, 40% increase in the past decade, and Soccer United marketing, a tremendous increase. The USL has four leagues, all grassroots, including the opening of the new Segra Field, the 5,000-seat, $15 million sports complex in western Washington, Loudoun Field. Segra is a high-tech company that merged over the last year. The reason why this is interesting is because, as Tim Nestor talks about, and he is the VP of Community Affairs, Public Affairs, and Marketing for Segra, it is not just about facilities. It's about activation and give us insight into why a fairly new emerging brand will link its name to a stadium and grow with the sport and with the stadium itself. So from that perspective, Jim Nestor. Sports Professor Rick Haro inside the boardroom beyond the scoreboard. This is an amazing evening. We've been talking about this before and it has been known for a while as the center of soccer in Lowndes County. Now it's Segra Field. The guy that put the deal together, Jim Nestor, the VP of Marketing and Public Affairs for Segra. First of all, thank you for doing this. Yeah, thanks, Rick. We're really excited about this. You know, it's one of those things where if it's a fantastic opportunity to get our brand out there, leverage the brand. Uh, we've been involved with baseball stadiums in the past, you know, in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and Columbia, South Carolina. This is our first entry into soccer. Really excited. It's uh, really a boost to our efforts here in Loudoun County as a company, and we're excited about it. How much of it was the the vision of the ownership? How much of it was the multi-purpose nature of the facility? In fact, it's TV. How much was it was uh, Loudoun County? Maybe it's a combination. I think it's a combination of all those things. You know, it's one of those things where if it was just about putting a name on a stadium, it probably wouldn't have the level of support it did in our company. Right. But when you look at it as a really a means of really being a part of and driving economic development in Loudoun County, working with DC United, Loudoun United, the Board of Supervisors, the county itself, the chamber, all that. It's it's really more about that than it is about anything else. All right, elevator speech about Segra, go. Yeah, so Segra is one of the largest independent fiber bandwidth companies in the U.S. It's uh, the result of a merger between uh, Lumos Networks and Spirit Communications. We rebranded as Segra earlier this year. Segra is an ancient Swedish verb meaning to win. 
as in to overcome to prevail. We are, you know, one of the largest, like I said, it's uh, 21,000 fiber route miles connecting to more than 9,000 on net buildings, connecting to more than 44 data centers, you know, providing services to education, healthcare, finance, government, uh, professional services, and a host of others. Which, of course, answers my next question as someone who's been in the industry, which is, why do you do it? And the answer is because you're a well-known company that's just merged and rebranded, and this is a perfect opportunity for you to get the word out. Absolutely, it is. You know, when you look at you know establishing a brand, you're looking for both those internal and external brand ambassadors. And, you know, by connecting to, you know, baseball and now Louder United Soccer, it's a fantastic way to garner new supporters, new brand ambassadors to tell our story. And so the interesting thing is everybody finds its own worth. Interestingly enough, Heinz is now going to renegotiate his deal in Pittsburgh. They jimmied it to be $57 million because it's 57 flavors. Yeah. You've got other big companies like Citibank, $20 million a year for stadium. You're in the growing business, but you're also activating with just the name on the facility. So I assume the 10,000 kids that play soccer in Loudoun County, very important to you as well. Oh, absolutely. And one of the first things we did after announcing um, not only our support of Loudoun United was we announced our support and worked with Colin at Loudoun Youth Soccer as well. So just across the street from this facility, we're going to be supporting the youth here in this county as well. So tell me the story a little bit about how this happened. I know you were talking about how the entire company kind of coalesced behind this idea, but do you get proposals? Do you look at certain things that fit the bandwidth on all of a sudden it, this comes to the top do you say i'm going to do a naming deal and this is it how, how does it evolve you know it's interesting you know as i'm, I'm as a vp of marketing I'm, I'm managing all of our sponsorship and activation strategy from our entire footprint um but this is one of those things where we were considering being involved at a lower level and you know i talked about adam Banky and and jason uh, and we found out that the naming rights were available. We looked at it. I went through some analysis and some financial models and some sponsorship ROI models and uh, looked at our, our business opportunities in this market as well. And uh, it, it just made sense. Makes sense. Let's, let's, let's focus on that for just for a second. Gone are the days where you find the CEO that played golf and you hook them up and all of a sudden that's the deal that has to be done. You do some rigorous analysis. There's a little bit of gut. There's a little bit of ROI. What's the mixture? What's the what's the criteria? Well, I think there's a there's a certain amount of there's a good balance between doing well and doing good. Yeah. And this strikes that balance, right? We're a company that's growing. Uh, we're investing throughout our footprint, throughout the Mid-Atlantic and the Southeast. We're also very invested in the communities in which we do business. Um, you know, we're local. We have a world-class fiber network, but we have local customer service. And that means being part of local means being part of things that drive the, the, the local lifestyle, if you will. Being part of that community in Loudoun United or baseball stadiums in other states, they do exactly that. And so from an academic kind of business perspective, it's not just slapping your name on a facility and seeing what the ROI looks like. It's getting involved. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we have a good group here tonight. We'll be utilizing these tickets um, on our own with our customers, with prospects. We'll be donating them to, you know, first responders and uh, military. We'll be donating them to youth soccer organizations around the region as well. It's being very much a part of the community. And, you know, it, you would never just put your sticker on the car and not go to a race, right? right? That's the sponsorship, but there's the activation that goes along with it. So how do we activate that on that? We have a good, steady, solid program of how we'll activate on soccer with our entry into the soccer world, uh, just as we have with uh, you know, minor league baseball and, and college sports. It seems like, as you said, minor league baseball, college sports, and this here 
has a lot in common, which is the ability to reach the grassroots, the right. ability to do some things from the ground up, right? Yeah, it does. You know, and what's unique about both, all of those sports, I think, if you do it right and you have the, a good activation strategy, you know, you're able to activate at both the grass tops and the grassroots level. And that's important to us, right? We obviously want to be very involved in the community, but we also want to be one amongst and one of the business leaders and, and community leaders as well. So Jim Nestor, worldwide marketing expert, certainly at, 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 at Segra, you look uh, ahead five years and you say this deal was successful because? I think this deal is successful because we contributed to the community. We provide a service from a community standpoint, but we also help drive business and drive economic development in the region and provide uh, infrastructure that is much needed. E infrastructure that's equal to, you know, the roads, the sewer, the utilities. This is paramount to this region is that infrastructure we're going to be providing. So it's a win-win because we're able to provide a service to the region, drive economic development, but also get out there and be amongst the grass tops and grassroots at this venue and just have fun. And have fun. The bottom line of that is, so at the risk of mixing a furniture analogy, this is a five-legged stool. There are a lot of stools involved in this one, and you are a major part of it. Jim Nestor, uh, public affairs marketing guru at Segra, thank you very much. Ricardo, sports professor, speak with you soon. Well, Jim Nestor obviously has some unique views on not only soccer in the U.S., but why an emerging and significant high-tech fiber company would lend its name and resources to growing soccer, to growing the development of suburban D.C. and the 10,000 kids who play, but also the growth of, of grassroots soccer uh, all over the country. Uh, words to live by for national and international uh, folks who are plotting the growth of soccer in the U.S. and more. Let's talk about tech. Tech Minute. USA Basketball commits to Twitch as an official international streaming partner. The deal commits USA Basketball to stream through 2020. The move brings even more live sports to Twitch. It hosts NFL Thursday Night Football, NBA Minor League Games, co-streaming rights to the WWE, UEFA, Champions League, and the MLS. Although the NBA's media rights currently lie with ESPN, ABC, and TNT through 2025, partnering with Twitch opens up new avenues and possibilities for league's digital distribution. This new partnership allows for audiences outside of esports to flock towards Twitch, which traditionally showcases esports. And where have we heard this before? The NFL will be the beneficiary of new bidding partners. And then internationally, Italy City A Soccer League names Genius Sports as its betting data partner. They'll have exclusive data collection rights, enabling it to gather match data via in-stadium pitch-side technology, instantly set via live fee to licensed sportsbook operators. Cydia A now joins the Premier League, the English Football League, as well as the Scottish Professional Football League as major soccer leagues where Genius Sports owns exclusive betting data rights. The technology company also teamed up with NASCAR in May to deliver its first ever live betting platform as the racing circuit tries to rebrand its identity for an optimally younger fa fa fan base. Genius Sports is making moves in Europe for sports betting and may soon try to deliver its platform into the U.S. where live sports betting is just beginning to take off. And that's your Sports Tech Minute. Finally, the power of Sports Minute Sports Philanthropy. Manny Pacquiao's boxing shorts sell for over 24 grand in a charity auction. After his showdown
showdown against Keith Thurman for the WBA welterweight title on July 20 earned big money for the Filipino politician boxer. The funds from auctioning his shorts will be sent off to charity. White trunks worn by the Filipino boxing icon in a split decision win over the American boxer sold for a whopping 24000 bucks in an auction by Charity Buzz and Jimmy Ch- Kimmel Live. The proceeds of the auction go toward a nonprofit organization fighting against ALS, a progressive and terminal disease that now destroys nerve cells leading to disability. The only eight-division boxing champion is now 40 years old and is still trying to make change through charity and politics as he currently serves as a senator of the Philippines. Finally, a Guinness World Record soccer event raises money for youth sports equipment for children uh, around the world. Nearly 2,000 people scheduled to participate in the event on September 15, put together by playandgive.org, have pairs of multiple players attempting to kick the ball back and forth to each other for up to a minute. The New York City event will attempt to break Hong Kong's record of 12,018 people passing the ball back and forth to each other for a minute. Tickets for the event, five bucks to participate, in the soccer passing drill, ticket prices higher for items such as T-shirts and soccer balls. Event coordinators are charging 500 bucks per ticket for people who want an official certificate from the Guinness Book of World Records, and all the proceeds for the event will go to the nonprofit organization Charity Ball. This event may help bring together the people of New York while giving back to the many children in need of soccer balls and other sports equipment around the globe. Well, we'd like to thank Jim Nestor for telling us what Segra is all about, why they sponsor the Field and Loudon United. We'd like to thank uh, guys from Reuters for putting this together. I'd like to thank you for listening and watching. And join us next week when we continue to keep score. Thanks for listening to this edition of Keeping Score. Assistance provided by Carlos Swadek, Tanner Simpkins, Reuters Digital, I'm Ricardo. Thanks again for listening. See you next time on Keeping Score.